Discuss. Welcome back to the League NBA Pod. We back in this thing. Uh, seen our last week. We coming here with the finals preview. Uh, we got some Lakers fans in here, unfortunately. So I'm gonna go ahead and let them get their little spill out the way. We can really get into some debates, some topics, all that. We'll see what, <laughs> what y'all came here for. By the way, Shaka, your host, ShopB94 on Twitter. Got the little pop up. Man, the, the the man with all the wrong predictions. Chill, 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 chill. Right. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, down there in the bottom right, we got my man Christian. Go ahead and say what's up. Yes, sir. Lakers are back in the finals after 10 years. The greatest is in the finals yet again. Um, yeah, man. Lakers in five, like it's been all playoffs. But glad to be on the pod, man. We'll talk about LeBron and Lakers later in the pod. But yeah, <laughs> I think how you said back in the uh, the the finals after ten years, like you're a Lakers fan. I shouldn't even say Lakers fan. You're LeBron. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Hey, he's on he's on the Lakers, is he not? He's on the All Lakers, right. is he not? All right. To a real Let's... LA fan, I'm not even gonna say Lakers fan. He's just a fan of LA sports, Clippers, Lakers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raiders, whatever. Uh, Rams, he's an LA Rams fan, all that. So, uh, not that, but what's up, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's, it's your favorite host, man. Don't speak. Shock is clearly drunk right now, so he was he had a long day at work. I don't know what's going on with him. That man just mad that the Milwaukee ain't in the freaking finals. Man, the Bucks are what cheap, you know what I'm saying? We call them Magic City, but I mean, Bucks, my fault, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get a little tongue tied sometimes. <laughs> um, Lakers, you know what it is, man. Lakers in three, man. Brian James, a real Lakers fan. I'm talking about the uh, D'Angelo Russell days. I'm talking about the Jordan Clarkson days, the Larry Nance Jr., the Jody Leach starting at the two. I don't even know who he is. You know, I ain't a real NBA fan. Kobe Jr. Now he didn't like Kobe out there, though. A lot. Oh, Jody Meeks? <laughs> yes. No, he did like a little mini Kobe. He did. Like, he not slander, a goat. Why even no. compare him to anybody who's not Michael Jordan? Well, right. he had the same oh, armband and the same like ghost. Don't do that. I don't, I don't have disrespect. Being <laughs> anything. Lakers back in it, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say Lakers in five. You know it is gonna be Lakers in five. I can see it at six, but I know what it is. It's Lakers in three all day, every day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Top left corner. We got got the bro looking real sleepy up there. The uh, the Ben Simmons fan. How you doing? Mm. Third team all NBA. We probably already talked about that. I probably already talked about that, but yeah. And uh yeah, whatever. Basketball's whatever. Uh, we should just make this a cheeks pod and just have some fun. But anyway. I, <laughs> I digress. Anyways, uh half of mine to bury the lead, but we might as well get get right into it, man. Uh finals preview. Well before we do the finals preview, let's wrap up the series real quick. Uh, just so we get out the way, Boston, Miami. Uh, I know I had picked Boston, Miami pulled through. Any <laughs> overall thoughts? <laughs> hey, nah, chill, chill, chill. But that was a smart pick. You was just so, but you were just so confident. You and Chris, y'all were just so confident Boston was gonna beat them. Like, oh, no chance. Boston sex. There's no, there's no competition there. Well, it was, it was quite obvious. I mean, one team had Bam out of bio and one didn't, you know. Okay. No matter how many wings that you have. And they have a lot of great 
competent wings. Like Jason Tatum, even though he kind of was nothing up in the first half, he still was going crazy about the numbers and things like that. Uh, Jalen Brown was still balling. Gordon Hayward was a nice piece. He probably wasn't all the way in game shape or ready for that series, especially how intense it was going against some dogs. Um, and Kimball was real shaky. Real yeah, he shaky. was. And yeah. He's already a defensive liability. We're not giving you anything on the offensive end. Then, uh, he, that, I mean, that's just not a good look. And Marcus Smart was paying Marcus Smart. So, uh, you know, that, that comes to territory, hot and cold, and he just have to be cold. But really, it just boiled down to one team had Bam, another one had Daniel Tice. So, uh, Bam was able to bully whomever was out there on the court. Uh, I would like to see Robert Williams a little bit more at the center, just to be a little bit more physical with Bam and grab some more boards. Uh, but I understand, you know, him being, you know, relatively new to the team and, you know, rookie and things like that. You can't really play on that much, that deep. Uh, I want to like to see a little bit of Ennis Cantor, even though he's a defensive liability, he's still another big body. But I thought that could have changed the series. But we saw the glaring hole that Boston needs a real defensive anchor. Aaron Baines would have been great for this series uh, if they hadn't let him go. Or even uh, Al Horford. But uh, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, my boy Jason Tatum still did his thing. You know, not quite, you know, able to get over there and hump, but Miami's just a bunch of dogs was ready to, you know, give them that work. So. Also, I feel like Eric Spolstra and, and the Heat kind of just, I don't know, kind of like sussed them out. Like, they kind of like let them do what they wanted to do, like one-on-one ball, all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But they knew the subs was going to go through their droughts. Like, you seeing that, Christian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Eric Spolstra definitely outcoached um, Brad Stevens. You know, that was that was apparent, you know, the whole series. So, um, I'm not going to come out. I ain't going to go out and say Brad Stevens is overrated. I do think Brad Stevens is a good coach. But in the last three years or so with him going into the playoffs, we have seen Brad Stevens get outcoached in the playoffs. And, um, you know, like, props to, props, to, props to the Celtics. They have a talented team. Um, one thing that I've noticed in the series is when they get down to the stretch, probably like the last five minutes or so, the Celtics just take terrible shots, in my opinion. That's what I was saying. Especially, you know, I ain't trying to single them out, but Tatum, I understand he's the he's he is the scorer on a team and is the elite scorer and everything like that. But it was some terrible shots taken, and especially the first three games in, in like the last five minutes of the game. I don't know if that was because of just pressure or what. It's not like that. They weren't even out of the game like that. It's like, dude, you know, quick two or whatever and go back, play defense, get the ball back. It was like they were trying to score quick at all times. That's one thing I've noticed um, on the Celtics side. Um, like Dre mentioned, Kimball wasn't his best this series. Um, Marcus Smart, he was okay. Um, but honestly, I think I, I, I think it was I think it was more heat you know, winning the series and Celtics losing. And, of course, the Heat are dogs. You know, they're competitive. Um, they're hungry. Um, and, and they a tough team. That's why uh, when we did our little preview of the Eastern Conference Finals, I really, you know, I mean, I did. I said Celtics, but I really didn't know who to pick. I said this series can go either way. I said, this, you know, the Heat, they're no slouches. Um, I know I've been saying for the last past two weeks, too, the same thing about how their offense is just so balanced. Bro, they have scores, you know, and you don't know who's going to lead the team that night. Tyler Hero came in <laughs> clutch as hell, you know, 33 in game. What game was that? Four, five? Four, yeah. Was that game? Yeah, game, game five. You know, and then he had game, and then he had 19 to close it out. You know, he played exceptionally well. Jimmy Butler, you know, he, he played, he had a good series. Um, I think once, 
once they realized, like, hey, Jimmy, you got to be more aggressive, because I feel like the first couple games, even though they won, he wasn't as aggressive. Um, Jimmy, you know, he started becoming aggressive. Um, Bam Adebayo had a great series defensively as well, you know, um, rebounding. They just played great team ball, man. And then you put Eric Spolstra, you know, on that team as well, him being the head coach. Right now, they they – they had the rest. They had the recipe of winning the the East with being, especially being in the bubble, no fans, no anything like that. So um, props to Miami, dog. Um, it's you know they gonna it's they gonna come out and they gonna play the they're gonna play the Lakers tough. I know they are, um, but just with experience and then with the Lakers having the you know the top two top two guys on their team, I think um, you know the Lakers find a way to win that series. But um, props to Miami, dog. Celtics. They'll be back next year, you know. They they gain more experience. Um, Hayward. I think they blew their best chance though. Like this is their best chance into the finals. I won't. I won't say that. I don't Emma think they're so. not getting no younger. They're not getting younger. You what? know, they're not getting younger. They're they're yeah. That's not right. It's not like they old though. You know. Yo, yo, yeah, it's not like they're old team, and they yeah. they have talent. They have talent. So I mean, you. Like I'm just saying that they have assets. Other teams like the Nets are going to be a problem next year, I think. And then, you see, this the thing was with the Nets, I know we ain't trying to talk about them, but we got to – they're going to be good, but we, let, let's wait. Like, let's, let's just wait. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I just say, like, you know, we'll get into it later, but, like, you know, Sixers might get – there's a lot of stuff to happen. Let's, yeah, you're right. right. Quick question. Specifically, Zach, Zach, doesn't – if they had outboard for the Aaron Baines, that changes the whole series, correct? I just want your opinion. So, Don't put Al Horford and Aaron Baines in the same sentence. One. I mean, I'm talking about the defensive presence, but go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, Aaron Baines will get will get roasted though. Well, I don't Aaron, think so, though. Well, Aaron Baines. No, no, no. Against the Heat, he'd have been fine. You're right. All right, that's fine. Because like, it's not like Bam Adebayo's like Jokic or Embiid or AD or something. Obviously, no. Yeah. It it does make a difference, but I don't know if he wins them two more games. No, Aaron Baines is a solid player, though. Like, more solid. You know, no, no, and, 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 and he played well this year with the Suns. I'll give him that credit. He's definitely better than Tice. It, it makes them better, for sure. I wouldn't even say better. He just fits that, you know. He gets the heat for the heat. Yeah, Tice played well in the earlier series when he didn't have as a physical dominating presence as Bam. So, he needs another, like, that's how, you know, how Dwight came in and kind of changed the whole series with Jokic. There's another right. physical presence to kind of body and mess with somebody a little bit. Like, Bam had his way with everything. No, and, 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 I, yeah. and, and I'll take it far to say that if they had Bangs, the team would have been better. Like, he started for them last year for a reason. Like, he's better – he's through and through better than Daniel Tice. And Daniel Tice is not trash. He's just he's average. He's just like average. But, uh, Might be below average. Because... No, no, it, it's his size that makes him below average. That's all, that's all it is. Like, he's not a bad player. Yeah, just his size. He, he, he's yeah. undersized and not that athletic. Thanks. He's a smart player. below average. Against different teams, like, you know, he actually looks pretty good. But I do think, too, you saw in that Milwaukee series, right, not to – I mean, we got we got killed, whatever. But it wasn't because of Bam. You know what I mean? Like, Bam wasn't just doing whatever he wanted in that series. It was more so like the other guys. But in this series, it was totally different, you know? Can I rebuttal mm-hmm. Because you had a physical presence. That so Lopez. You had Giannis. You had a monster. You had Robin Lopez and Brooke Lopez. He's not having anything easy down there. Mm-hmm. You got your six, seven starting – center who's not physically imposed and not athletic and can't hit threes, it's, it's literally like four on five at that point. I think with Al Horford, they would have actually beat the Heat. Because I think Al Horford's one of those guys. Because I've seen him when he played against Giannis, right? 
where like he literally takes other bigs out of the game. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Especially young bigs. Like, you know what I mean? Guys he can really like play a mind game with. And you actually stretch the floor. So he opens the floor a little bit for everyone. They, they were literally playing that zone and leaving Tice wide open, which you can do because he can't shoot. So and he was breaking everything. And then Kimball was off too. So you can literally sink in that zone. You don't really have any zone busters per se with the Celtics, uh, especially when they were off. So. No, no doubt. Yeah, nah. You know, you know, that was my point about the Aaron Baines. I think with Al Horford, they would have won. Like, with Al Horford, they would have won because he's a step above Baines. And he, he really only struggles against length. And the Heat don't really have that much length. That's why he likes playing power mm-hmm. forward. Anyway. And the last thing I'll know, Matt, is I think the biggest thing the Celtics, after this, we can stop talking <laughs> Celtics, is they don't have a lot of playmakers. And so when I talked about, like, the Heat kind of sussing them out and getting this one-on-one ball, because without Al Horford, they don't have anybody to really run the show. And that's kind of why I think they missed, like, a healthy Gordon Hayward. Because he was, like, one of their biggest playmakers. You know what I mean? He got people open and easy buckets. Without him, you got guys taking bad shots, to Christian's point. And then Brad Stevens is not the coach that put people in their place. He runs an equal opportunity offense. So now anybody can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Whereas a different coach would have been like, no, cut that up. I literally heard Eric Spolstra say that Tyler Hill did not earn the right to dribble the ball until halfway through the season. He said, you're not allowed to dribble mm-hmm. the ball. He's like, right. if you can't do something, you're not going to be allowed to do it. It's a difference. That is, that is an excellent point. So I agree with that a thousand percent, too, because, like, first of all, their pick and roll offense is obsolete. Like, they have no one to really, really work there. Like, Tatum's handle isn't that tight enough to where he can do that, especially against a defender like Jimmy. And then Kimball Walker is, like, more of a, like, a break you off the ISO and then do a, you know, step back mid-range type thing. So, like, their pick and roll game was completely trash. And Brad Stevens did a very poor job of reeling people back. Like, to Christian's point, Jason Payton did take a couple of couple of bad shots, but only because they had no sets that they were flowing whatsoever. Like they were running yeah. some weak flex or some weak motion, and no one was getting open. Like, it was it was the most terrible zone-busting defense I've ever seen in my life. And then um, they didn't work the middle. They had no one in the Duncan spot for it. And then Marcus Smart took way too many shots, which was exactly within the uh, Heat game plan. They were like, if Marcus Smart beats us, y'all are better team. Marcus <laughs> Smart took the bait. And no one reeled him back in. Like, Brad Stevens didn't be like, all right, man, we got to do something else because you're clearly off this game. He just kept throwing the bangs up and then ultimately they lost with a ton of bad shots. No, sure, sure. I'm going to go to the other side real quick. Uh, we're going to do a lot more talking in a second about the Lakers versus Heat, but I do want to talk about the Nuggets really quickly. Uh, Zach, from that performance from Jamal Murray, I feel like you're probably the biggest Murray guy on this panel. Like, <laughs> I know you saw some of those games, bro. Murray was going nuts. Like, what's your overall takeaway from the Nuggets, Jokic, Porter, all of them going forward? Like, is this something they can really build off of? Or is it, you know? Yeah, of course. They they basically just proved – I feel like after last playoffs, people kind of wrote off the Nuggets as, like, not legit. So, so after this season, uh, I think they kind of put themselves in a conversation to where, like, we're legit. We're young and we're coming. But I think the biggest thing that the Nuggets learned about themselves is that they're young guys like Murray. Like, Grant came on really solid in the Lakers series. Like, so, like, yeah, Murray, Grant. I mean, I think they come come away from this playoff saying Murray, Grant, Jokic, and uh, Porter. Like, that's kind of their young four. And then it, and they kind of just need to find a way they can maybe cash in on a Gary Harris, cash in on the pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, just almost push the clock back a couple of years. But I think they came in legit. 
Uh, they played well. Murray was a little hobbled at the end, so he didn't finish as well as uh, he probably would have liked. But, I mean, <laughs> the Lakers were never going to lose that series. I never said they were going to lose the series. So, it, was just, it didn't matter all in all. I don't think it would have changed nothing. But it would have been nice to see Murray fully healthy just to see if he could have went out there and had like a 40 ball. <laughs> you don't think they could have pushed him more, Dre, if Murray? Or do you think that was just – Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was just wrapped, wrapped up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're lucky they got their first game up, honestly, because it should have been a shriek for Murray. Yeah. I think they have a very solid core. Once Michael Porter Jr. gets some more strength um, and a little bit more yeah. of a uh, dexterity, if you will, they're going to be a very solid team. I think they, they – the one thing I think they're really missing is like a veteran uh, person that can actually play, like a stabilizer on their group. No one really brings them back together. Like, yo, Will Barton. Who? Will Barton Will would have been but that's not – I don't think what you're talking about. I don't think – that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like an actual star, not a superstar, but like a Jimmy. Not a star, You know what I'm saying? Like a, a person like that, like a, a nice wing who can like make a stop and get a bucket, but also pull them back together like when morale is low. Like, so I don't think Jamal Murray is that yet. Uh, Jokic is mentally just not there. He's very skilled, but like you can you can get inside Jokic's head. And then – Bro, stop saying there, that. But he's not – he doesn't <laughs> play well enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, Paul Millsap can be that, but he's just not good enough at this stage in his career to kind of, you know, rally the troops, if you will. So, if they can find someone up there help, they'll be fine. I'll say this. I'll say this. I think that one of the biggest problems for the Nuggets is guys that can't hit shots when it counts the most. Like, Gary Harris has regressed so much every single year. It's it's appalling. It's shocking. Like, he really had – I thought he was going to be like a guy, not like a superstar, but like a real solid guy. His offense has gotten worse every year. You don't believe me? Check the stats. It gets it's pretty bad. And then, he played like, great against the Clippers, though, Shaggy. No, he and he had a reduced role. Like Jamal Murray is like got the, the ultimate green light now. So it's not like Jamal Murray and Gary Harris is thing. It's like Jamal Murray, Jokic, Big Dive, Marco Porter Jr. A little bit nuts, a little than Gary Harris. And that's what Will Barton would have came in. He's been another guy that like hit shots. And like there are just times, bro, where it's like. They were kicking out to open guys, and Jokic is a great passer, but he's kicking out the trash bags. Like, bro, you know how many times I've seen Paul Millsap hit the backboard on a three? Like, bro, or just, like, completely, like, lift the rim. Like, it was pretty bad. And they can't play enough defense to, like, really hold the Lakers down. So, they had to outscore them. I hear you on that. I rebuttal that was saying that we have Danny Green. <laughs> but, I say, but Danny Green is more reliable out there. You think Danny Green is more reliable? Look, look, look at his numbers for that series, and then tell me how reliable he is. I really want bro, to look at the numbers. I didn't get him to like five shots the whole series, bro. Look, look at Danny Green's numbers throughout <laughs> this series, and really quote me on that because he was terrible, awful, every game, all the time. Well, he really honestly, and I, I thought I'd never say this, but Danny Green is a complete trash bag. All thing he is is a crazy. <laughs> My next point, I got the feeling, bro, that really, when you look at this Lakers team, it's really just LeBron and AD carrying it. It is. Moving to Rondo. What, what are your thoughts on that, Christian? I mean, you have – you just said LeBron and AD. I mean, those are two superstars. You know, I know I said last week that AD, when he plays – Hey, when he on his game, he on his game. And he could be arguably top three, top four in the league. Um, but – that's hard to stop, man. You got two super – hey, man, don't make that face, dog. <laughs> uh, four, I don't know about that. No, we were gassing that, bro. Don't make that – it's not, bro. He ain't top five, to be honest with you. Bro, he, 
he could, yes, top, yeah, top five. He played two. Come on, man. When you saw when they started doubling AD, you seen like the weaknesses in his game. He throws the ball out of bounds consistently, like bro. Yeah, hitting shots. When I saw you. You also seen that man score what fourteen straight points to begin the game. You know what I'm saying? He has this when he gets hot, he's hot. I, I mean, yeah, you you do you do stuff to tweak and get him to slow down and everything, but eventually he adjusts. It's I feel who like every time when we who has he played that can actually guard him? That and like every other person you go say top five to get their own bucket and probably get it like Steph Curry bucket. And you know what I'm saying? He's a true alpha, like a number one option. Like James Harden, probably another another number well, one option. Kawhi Leonard before the series, a legit number one option. KD, number one option. Kawhi is still a legit number one option. Kawhi is still a legit number one option. I understand. A lot of people be like, hey, Kawhi, blah, blah, blah. They, they're recently biased. You know what I'm saying? Real, real people know. Right. But I'm just talking about like AD is an ultimate player too, dude. He's an ultimate Luigi, bro. He's not a core centerpiece you build around. You need another bona fide. Come on, Chris. No, no, Chris, Chris, I'll say this. AD's a real option. Now, he's the number one piece that you can build around, but I don't think that you can really say that you can win a championship around AD because, like he said, he's he's built to be a super – like, he's tailor-made to be a Robin. Like, he's like a Mari Stoudemire. Even Except better. better. Yeah. Except better. He's like Carl Malone, bro. Like, yeah. Carl Malone needs yeah. stocking, bro. Yeah. One of the greatest ever, but, but he's a sidekick. Right, I understand what y'all saying, but we also got to – you also have to look at it. He started with New Orleans. What did he have in New Orleans? He was the number one guy, but we didn't even get a chance – we didn't even get an opportunity to see him with the team built around him where he's the number one guy. You know what I'm saying? Right, so bro. now that – huh? Drew a scrub? Is Drew a scrub? Drew Holiday. Eric Gordon. No, he got a scrub. Drew Holiday is – he good, he nice, but, I mean, come, come on, dog. He didn't I'll have say this. No. I'll say this, I do think the argument is true. The Pelicans never really gave him a great team. But you can also, on the flip side, make the argument that the greats, your true, your true superstars, like even James Harden, he was he led a 50-16. Hey, the only, the only superstar. He bums, bro. Like, Daniel House on another team, you're not talking about him the same way. And that's partly coaching and that's partly system. I'll also give you that. Harrison Barnes. I've heard Harrison Barnes' name since he left uh, Golden State. Every other major superstar has found a way, as far as as far as when you're talking about top five, to have success. And so to, I know they make their teams better. Like he's a PR giant juggernaut, but as far as making his teams legitimately better, he doesn't. He gets his, and he kind of gets out of the way. He doesn't really. Right. That's why that's that's why I said that's why I made the point and said that like if I had a top five right now, he wouldn't be in my top five. What I'm saying is, but when AD I, I know Zach say, I mean that's every superstar they on that game. But when AD really does check in, when I feel like he's there mentally, I, I feel like he is top five. He's he's that guy. Even if he's been shown in the playoffs when he goes you know, on his hot streaks that he's basically unstoppable. I know he you like, who has he played? Who has he done? You know, what has he done? Bro, he's taking mid mid-range jump shots and just shooting over whoever, whenever. It don't matter who's guarding him, but even in the paint, we're not even really watching him really work in the paint. The nigga that had three, four, five rebounds. He's not doing nothing in the paint for real right now in the playoffs. Uh, in the playoffs, we just been seeing him shoot the ball, which he has done well, three-point shots and the mid-range shots. So I won't necessarily say he can't make his own shot. You give him the ball. Oh, he's tall as hell. He can shoot the ball. He, I, I think he – what's up? I, was, I feel like it's like that because of this. 
when he doesn't have to worry about, to Dre's point, making people better, and he has LeBron there, boom. I, I agree with you. When he's on his game with the LeBron on your team, meaning like a guy that if things go off the rails, it's like he doesn't have to worry about nothing but himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like an 18-year-old bachelor out there. Like, he ain't worried about nothing but him. <laughs> Getting, and then, yeah, he can kill, but, like, say if you the stress of, like, where they're like, you know what, like, we're going to triple team. We're going to – not the teams are game planning for AD, of course. Like, don't get it twisted. But it's like – Right. Like, 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 if he was in a Giannis situation where they give him the ball at the top of the key, the whole team's keyed in, just sitting there waiting, like, yeah, what's up? We here. <laughs> also, too, <laughs> not about Giannis, I do want to say this real quick. Like, bro, if Giannis played the Houston Rockets, I'm sorry. But he's eating them. If he's playing the Nuggets, he's eating I do think some of what AD's done, bro, has been a little bit. I'm not saying he's not great or anything like that, but he has had some favorable matchups. Like we did mm-hmm. say the controls in front of him, though, so I don't even want to do that. Okay, so can we? So can we say this? He's going. He's about to go against Bam. You, Bam's one of the best defenders in the league. So, but he's a little. He's a little boy. Though. Lakers are smart. We about to get into this. They're gonna put Dwight on the court to make the Heat have to put two bigs on the court. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna make. Don't make the heat match up, and that's what they should do. Dwight Howard, he started in Dwight. We ain't get that point, but I said the heat. But the Lakers, Vogel starting Dwight Howard was a great move, by the way. It was Amazing, the move, and it was too late. Like it was a yes, dumb the move obvious move. Yeah, it was. You're right. You know what I'm saying like yes. it should have been a sweep, honestly, bro. First of all, just stop playing around. Everyone with two eyes knows that Dwight Howard is better than JaVale McGee. Honestly, JaVale right. McGee shouldn't have played in this whole playoff run. Lakers could have swept everybody if JaVale McGee didn't play. To be real with Bro, <laughs> that's what's funny because I feel like we said that before the playoffs started. I, I said, well, I thought they put Kuz in the starting lineup and just move. I was like, JaVale McGee does not need to start, though. Like, Bro, not, not, at doing nothing. not at all. Not Bro, at all. Not at all. Anybody sees that. So, like, we can't, like, praise Craig Vogel yet because he does a lot of dumb stuff, honestly, bro. He does the obvious, like. He, he basically yeah. has to walk to a ring. And, and it took him two games to start the white. Like, wait, bro? Like, I, why does it take you two games to know that JaVale McGee is a terrible matchup for everybody in the playoffs? All right, so we about to get <laughs> this, bro. I do want to give LeBron his praise. I think Christian will like this. The whole killer mindset stuff, I don't think LeBron took it personal. Because at the end of that, that Nugget series, he went to yeah. A. Yeah, he went crazy. He went into a different zone. That's when I was like, yeah, it's getting real ugly. He, he was did. front running, like my boy Skip Taylor says. <laughs> I thought it was AD's team, Shaka. Shaka went on some long run, how, how AD was the best player on the Lakers, right? What happened? No, my <laughs> thing was, during the regular season, I said that yeah. AD – bro, you know, back out this camera. I said AD was more impactful in terms of just, like, raw numbers than LeBron. Like, he had a crazy uh, PR. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Yeah, how do you give him shots? On any given night, on any given any given night, AD is smacking whoever, whenever. But when they play elite teams, that's when LeBron has to like reassert his dominance. Like this is my team. And but when they're playing Charlotte Hornets or whoever, AD's out there eating. LeBron's chilling. That's so just the Lakers. Just a two-headed monster, man. People came into this season expecting Kyle Kuzma to be that number three guy. And he wasn't that at the oh, fuck Drake? So I'm just saying, I'm talking, I, I'm talking about everybody. Oh, Kuz, he ain't get traded snap. People had high expectations for Kuzma. And and I know he had a he had some games where he could come through, but Kuzma is not consistent at all. Yeah. And you tell me the, La- yeah. the Lakers had the Lakers had fucking 
LeBron, AD, literally like you started this damn pod, I mean, started this topic of us discussing him. It, it has been those two, bro. And this shit's just wild as hell because Kyle Kuzma was supposed to be that number three guy. He's supposed to be that number three guy, and he wasn't there the whole year. And the Lakers still find, found a way to adjust to, to game plan and, and, and to win and to still win a lot of ball games. So, hats off to LeBron, AD, and Vogel. I'm going to get put Vogel in there, too, so. Yeah, man. What's up, Dre? <laughs> yeah. First of all, Vogel is trash bags. I'll put him in there. He's okay, but he's, he's nothing extraordinary. Anybody with common sense knows what to do in my lineup. Second thing, you definitely should have been starting, bro. He could have been a legit third piece. If one, Danny Green was so terrible, he takes up everybody's minutes. Like, Danny Green should honestly be coming off the bench. He's a defensive liability, and he doesn't hit shots. Makes him a net negative over the years. Just to be honest with you, he hasn't been that good. He's had a few select games, maybe 10 or 12 total. Well, he's been adequate. He hasn't been good most games, except for the Dallas game when they won it. Yeah. He's been trash. So, and then yeah. Kuzma's a rhythm player. Anyone with common sense knows that when AD was out and Kuzma was inserted and he's actually in the right. line, as he gets more rhythm, as he gets the flow of the game, he gets buckets, you know? Right. And I, he's, and he's I like think that – Michael yeah. score. He's like a, a flow of the game score. So, like, if he was right. starting instead of Danny Green or if he was starting at the four and then AD wasn't so soft and he would actually play the five more – but he don't want to mess up his – oh, I was about to say something crazy. Anyway, he don't want to <laughs> bump and bang with the bigs or whatever, then Kuzma would have had a really good bro. year. Bro. Yeah. Have y'all ever stopped to think about – You said what? The point, real quick, have Lakers fans, which is what I said when the trade happened, have y'all ever stopped to think about, like, maybe Kuzma wasn't traded? If the Pelicans want to count Kuzma, they could have had him. The guy is me. He's not that good. He's not good. He's okay. He's uh, huh? We don't need him to be uh Chris Bosh. He doesn't need to be a superstar. We don't need him to be Kevin Love. Right. No. But open shots and it's simple. But the thing is that the Taylor thing Horton is that Tucker would be better than Cal Kuzma, and I'm telling you that now. So yeah, anyway, who? Taylor Horton Tucker will be better than Cal Kuzma when he, in like three years. You'd be like, man, that Horton Tucker kid. Kuzma, Kuzma want to be on the team. Yeah. He, he he's not a factor, bro. Kuzma is the prototypical guy that when he plays with LeBron looks crazy, because he's like uh, the JJ Hicksons, the Mo Williams of the world. No, nah, nah, he was getting money when LeBron wasn't there. Yeah, I don't think that, bro. Thing. Yeah, like come on now, like, Kuzma. Yeah, better. I don't think that. That's and why he's really nice. no, you think Kuzma, he can score under no pressure when he can just go out there and just hoop, just play around. Right. Is he any better than Will Barton, for example? Huh? Is he any better than Will Barton, for example? He's way worse than Will Barton. <laughs> I would say way worse. You got to think that. This person actually getting it. – it's just the type of player that Kuz is, bro. He's not a microwave. He's not a Lou Will. He can just get up and get a bucket. Like, Y'all got to respect the season Will Barton was having. Sorry. No, nah, Will Barton's tough. Like, he's a bucket for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and he was locking up, and he was facilitating this season. Just I, do, I do think he's better than Kuz, but I'm saying, like, Kuz is not trash, bro. Like, he's not nah. – he's a friend. He's like an okay starter. You know what I'm saying? But he's still a he's, starter. Average, but average, that's why average. that's why you had that point, Dre, of him starting. I think the Lakers and everyone else figured that he would be that guy coming off the bench because I feel like he would get more in a rhythm on his own while coming off the bench than starting just because you have AD and you have LeBron, you know, in the starting lineup. They're going to be more ball dominant. Kuzma was supposed to be that guy that come off the bench and be the score. You you, 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 you the lead man. You know, you he was supposed to be that. I, that's how I look. That's but, how look, I be, looked at it. Be honest, though. And I say no homo when I say this. He's a slightly better, more cute Mike Scott. 
Basically, I'm the not white guy from Atlanta Hawks like Scott Dow. Listen, hey, our pie does not, you know, think about Mike Scott being cute or uh, Kuzma. <laughs> we also think that Kuzma was a Mike. pretty boy, though. He's, I'm saying he's a pretty boy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever you say. But, yeah, anyway, he's <laughs> an opportunity to start. Bro. He's a rhythm player. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard for him to get in the rhythm when you got Rondo coming off the bench. He's not a floor spacer. Caruso, who's not really an NBA player. He is an NBA player, but like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> he's a guy, player. he can't shoot. He's not just a dog. And then you got like, that nigga be breaking the fuck out of three. Like, the guy who's literally has to create everything, he has no space. If he's playing with AD and LeBron, he has wide open mid range, wide open threes, wide open things. He's a great cutter, too. Like I'm saying, he's, he's better playing with LeBron on the court, you know what I'm saying? And like, when he's not able to, he just throws off the rhythm. But he's like a he's like a poor John Collins. <laughs> Wait, nah, bro, he's a, he's he can actually like jump. Like Kuzma's not really an athlete. He's just real skilled. Definitely. Bro, he's a more skilled, prettier Mike Scott. <laughs> okay, chill, chill. No, you're not gonna oh, give me that. Mike Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. Mike Scott's not pulling a day with Kylie Jenner, bro. Let's. Ooh. All right, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> hey, Tasha. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Get into this Heat versus uh, Lakers series real quick. I do want to say I saw something on Twitter, and it was like Andy Davis is like going out with your iPhone without a case. You, you playing with you playing? <laughs> hey, you playing with fire, bro. Every game, Anthony Davis was hurt, bro. You notice that? You so playing with fire. He's not hurt, bro. Yeah, he's he's, he's starting to get that LeBron thing. You know how LeBron every time he gets to the hole and somebody bumps, he's like ah, ah. like grab something. <laughs> they go to the free throw line. Misses one free throw because he was hurt. And then the next time he comes down and dunks it, like nothing happened. Like, that's the same thing that Anthony Davis is starting to pick up. Like, he's not Except really- the difference is, like, if AD was still in, like, New Orleans and didn't have LeBron right there He'd beside be him, yeah, yeah, he definitely yeah. would have sat out of the game. But LeBron would be looking at him like. <laughs> right, you better get, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all it is. Like, AD, like, everyone gets bumps and boots and stuff. AD's just gone. I mean, let's just call it spade to spade. He's soft. He said he don't want to bump with the bigs. He's 6'11". He doesn't want to play center. He's soft. He's more of a finesse player. And we get that. That's why he's the ultimate Luigi, bro. Because, like, ain't no way in the world Giannis is, like, getting a bump and bruise. Like, oh, no, I'm not playing. Or, you know what I'm saying? My ankle and all this. Like, like, I'm not going to like, all right, let's roll. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to bang on the <laughs> roll to his ankle. You know what I'm also, saying? Also, AD's not actually driving through contact that often. So, like, for a guy that's not slashing, you get the most bruises I've ever seen. I don't yeah, see he's a way yeah, he, he's a typical light-skinned dude, yeah. No, nah, he's cold, though. He's cold. Not, not playing the colorism card, though. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you how uh, he's soft. So he, he he grew up with his eyebrow, and now he's a warrior. Like, I have my strength in my universe. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shave because I was bullied my whole life. And I like you just you you, you know he's soft. I've already psychoanalyzed that hey, guy. I know. Hey, he looks like Jordan. Remember Jordan from uh Bernie Mac show? Have you seen AD? When he oh, does a young AD? <laughs> All right, uh, Heat versus Lakers. Um, it's a waste of time to watch, bro. Anyway, go ahead. What, what are the start lineups for the, for the Lakers and the Heat? Like, what, what are the matchups we need to see? Who wants to go first? I'll go down to you, Christian. What was the question? What, what is the start lineup for the Lakers? I'm going to ask Zach the start lineup for the Heat, and then me and Dre will comment on it. <laughs> yeah, the same starting lineup they've had the last damn three, four games since Dwight Howard. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, you got to put the two big men there. McGee, yes, he's, yeah, he's done for. Sit your ass down. <laughs> but um, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, he had um, in his plus and minus scores. He was in, yeah, I think he was plus all three games. Dwight Howard played very efficiently well. Like, he, 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 he really did. It helped him space the floor. He was playing tough. He's in the cola fucking phase, rebounding. He did everything exceptionally well. Like, he played his role. Um, and like, you know, y'all had a good point. I think it was you or Drake, whoever said, you know, you got to put them both out there too, you know, to force, you know, to force some out of bio. Hey, you got to be on, be on him, you know, take him, take AD, whatever it is. So yeah, you got to start the two big men, of course. Um, I mean, the matchups to watch, of course, um, AD versus Bam, um, you know, um, AD got versus LeBron. That is not a thing. Right, no, nah, man. Even, <laughs> even LeBron knows that's not a thing. I, I feel like he probably want to be like, bro, that was so six, seven years ago. They're going to put Crowder on uh, LeBron a lot to, to try to frustrate him. So oh, yeah. Barbecue chicken, too. And then they're going to try to throw Iggy in, and I can't wait till they do that. All right. Max, <laughs> looking forward. Back. How, are you, how are you countering this big Lakers lineup if you're supposed to? Are you throwing in Myers Leonard? No. Myers Leonard started all are, year, to be fair. Are you smoking, are you smoking crack? No. Uh... <laughs> You definitely just go with the same lineup that's lost three games. Uh, then you just go zone because their shooters who are supposed to be shooters can't shoot on the Lakers. And you just, I mean, that's the only option. So just, well, who was it? Uh, Tragic, Jimmy, uh, am I a tweaker or what? Duncan Robinson, uh, Bam Adebayo, and uh, who was the power forward? Uh, freaking. Duncan Robinson, wasn't he? Duncan Robinson at the four. Who was who's on the one? Bro, look, I'm I'm Charles Barkley. You just named five people, so I don't know why you're so confused. Yeah, I'm gonna say you named five, didn't you? Name five. Roy Drive, yeah, Jimmy right. Butler. Here's my thing, bro. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think first of all, Duncan Robinson started all year, and I do think that he can like just put a body on Dwight because I think that was a problem with the Nuggets. Is like guys like Jeremy Grant or whoever would get end up like getting boxed out or having to box out Dwight, and Dwight was just moving these dudes. Also. I think Kelly Olenek has to play this series. Like, you have some floor spaces out there that have size. I don't know. What do you think about that, Dre? I'm playing those two guys. He will. He won't start, though. But he, he's definitely first guy off the bench, uh, first big off the bench. I think it will be that starting lineup. I think you missed Jay Crowder, uh, Zach. Jay Crowder, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Uh, you good. But, like, what you really have to do, because they're going to be in the zone. That's the only way they can physically try to survive. Right. You attack the zone with a perfect pass-up. LeBron goes downhill. You don't settle. For um, jumpers, like and as they can start to condense, you kick it out wide open to you know shooters and go for that. You still attacking, and AD has to punish, and it's gonna be hard for him to do. He has to get bad by the body on foul trouble, so he has to punish that zone. Like he he can't be shooting threes out the zone. That's exactly what they want him to do. He need to be either at a dunker spot, or he need to be up top. You know, saying kind of facilitating from there and like working from that mid post free throw uh, line extension area. And just attacking the zone and going for a foul each time. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to that like that weak stuff he be doing. He just just go up the rim and just fall and then look up. Oh, oh. no! Like you go up like you about to dunk it every time. You know what I'm saying? Like and you go up there with that type of passion. Like we was banging on people in New Orleans. Like you're not you're not old, bro. So you didn't lose your bounce. So like you know what I'm saying? You just gotta regain some of that physicality. And from there, they'll open up the floor to wide open threes like KCP and things like that. But if you know your shooters are not hitting, LeBron, you know it's time to put your nose down, attack that zone, get your shoulder mm-hmm. into their chest, 
and go for the man one layups. And then as you do that, you can start kicking it up to AD. You can pass it up to Dwight. And Dwight's a physical presence in the middle, so he's going to bang it or he's going to get fouled. And even if he doesn't hit the free throws, he's getting them in foul trouble, messing up the rhythm. That's how you gradually break down that zone and kind of open things up. But for the Lakers, I would keep the same starting lineup as well. Um, I'm always in favor of pulling Danny Green out and keeping him in the locker room. Um, <laughs> they can sadly do that. Or if he wants to be a ball boy or something, you know what I'm saying? Him and Deion change spots. I really don't care, but I'm all in favor of Danny Green not doing anything ever. <laughs> Tyler Hero's going to cook him. Duncan Robinson's going to cook him. I think everybody's going to cook him. He just doesn't have the lateral quickness to do anything or keep, keep up with anybody anymore. And I hope they don't try to put Danny Green on Jimmy Butler, which I think they're going to do. They're but, definitely doing that. Yes, and I am. And I, um, I, it's going to work. It's going to work because, look, only because Gene Butler is not going to attack you right away. Like, in the fourth yeah. round, that's when you can't do it. But Gene Butler's going to play pass. He does that all the time. But Jimmy really wants to, like, elevate this series. Like, he can't get other people going. He got to get himself going, especially barbecue chicken in front of him, like Danny Green, like a trans bag, such as himself. But they have yeah. no good matchup for Jimmy Butler from the aspect of, yes, LeBron can definitely guard Jimmy Butler. Don't get me wrong. But Jimmy want- Butler is a very good foul drawler. Like, he definitely gets people in foul trouble quick because he's a slasher. He's one of the best, like, pure slashers in the league. And so you don't really want to put LeBron on him for four quarters. <laughs> That's just big. This would be a good opportunity to kind of put Taylor Horton and Tucker in and just kind of try to frustrate. If it's not Jimmy, then, like, one of the shooters. Like, try to take Russo. I think Russo could actually do a decent job on Jimmy. No, he'll, he'll do good on, like, uh, the shooters. So, like, Hero and Duncan, I'm not too worried about because Caruso and KCP have enough stamina and lateral quickness to kind of chase them around and be at least bothersome for them. So, I think they'll kind of cancel. They'll still get some open ones, but they got, they got some solid perimeter defenders for that aspect. For, like, a physical big like uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm not even worried too much about Jay Crowder either. Even though he has a size, he doesn't have much of a post-game, mid-range game. He's more of a wide-open three type of person. He can shoot out of his mind, too. That's going to go down, I think. He just, he just had a cold streak, too, though. So he, he's he's real streaky as well. But he's been playing – he played well in the first half of the playoffs, but he had a recent cold streak against the Celtics. Um, that's why Hero kind of picked him up. But – uh, I re- I'm really concerned about who is going to guard Jimmy Butler. Um, I'm, I'm buying in a crunch time because LeBron will handle that, and he'll he'll make sure that's that's held up in the fourth quarter. But just a trash bag of Danny Green, even considering playing in the finals, is you know upsetting for me. Um, <laughs> I don't. I think Avery Bradley should get the same ring before Danny Green does. Um, there's some <laughs> contributions I feel like he has, but. Needless to say, like, I think it'll be a good game. I think the first game will be a lot closer than the rest of the game. Um, and I think, like, game four will be a lot closer. But, like, once LeBron figures it out, it's going to get real nasty. I do want to say this before we start to wrap this up is, to your point about the whole Bam thing and attacking the zone, Bam is definitely super foul-prone, too. Like, yeah, he is. Hacking the half sometimes. Definitely got to attack that. And if they go zone early, which I don't think the Heat will just, like, show their hand immediately, right? So, but I do think, like, when they're in man, that's when you go big. But when they're in zone, I don't like having AD and Dwight out there at the same time because that just allows AD to shoot jumpers. Like, you want AD, like you said, in a dunker spot. So, you don't need Dwight in there just clogging up the paint. You know what I'm saying? And also, but, you swing the ball around way faster. What are you going to say, Zach? But the good thing about Dwight in the zone is that it's hard to rebound out of the zone. You got Dwight down there in the zone, like, he's True. gobbling up every, like, that's why I mean, yeah, it's like so like twenty minutes of like peak Dwight of him just like don't leave him out there too long because you starting him. 
But just 20 he's minutes tired. of tired quick. Yeah, 20 minutes of peak. I'm acting because Dwight Howard was acting downright crazy last series. Like he was again, <laughs> I don't know what kind of coke he was snorting or what he had going, but he was lit. So 20 minutes of that out there on the offensive glass out of his own. Yeah, and that's how I feel too. Cause like you could really have uh, AJ at that free throw line extension type of uh, space that he's open, shoot them, and then you have Dwight clearing out whoever's down there and snatching that board, doing that for a while. And as they start to kind of figure that out, it start to collapse on Dwight. You sub in Kyle Kuzma, you put him in the corners, and now when they collapse, you kick it out to some shooters and who could possibly yeah. and, and and also last point I think that was good about it is you send AD, you crash AD too, right? And what that does, I get that leaves you in the transition a bit like vulnerable, but it also speeds up the game. You know, Lakers want to play a fast break game anyway. So if you get the heat move, like if you play basketball, anybody that's played basketball knows. If you get a fast break and other team like it's hard not to fall into that trap of just running up and down when the team's kind of baiting that type of play. Like, it's so – I mean, the heat, the heat is – with the Lakers. Yeah, the, the heat are disciplined, but I think things like that can, like, subliminally, even though it feels like a disadvantage, it can help the heat in the long run. I mean, the Lakers in the long run as far as, like, trying to speed up the game. Because that's the heat's obvious only chances, just mucking up, making the game real just – Low scoring. I think – and one thing – all right, my last thing is I think the one thing the Celtics did a poor job of is not roughing up Tyler Hero. Like, they gave Tyler Hero way too much confidence, way too many cut. I mean, lanes – I mean, drives to the cut without fighting him hard. Like, I think KCP, uh, Caruso, not Danny Green because he's a trash bag, but any type of confidence <laughs> – great job. Like, getting into him, getting him nasty. Like, as he cuts the cross trying to get over, I think Dwight Howard's going to give him nasty elbows. I think uh, the Dwight's about to hit. Oh, Dwight's going to take him out the air at least once. <laughs> oh, for sure. And that's what you want to do. Like, not hurt anybody, but, like, you got to let them know that you were there. And they're going to think twice about coming back for that floater or that layup. Like, I think it's such good. a very, very poor job, especially, like, Marcus Smart and them. Like, it was too nice. So like, well, why was it Marcus Smart sick on to uh, Tyler Hero? I'm like, bro, you take, take him out the game. Like, Jalen Roundup can guard Jimmy Butler. Your job is to make sure Tyler Hero gets five points. Because he's not – he's good. He's very good. People were acting like he should be like the third pick in the draft. Like, bro, no. All right, chill. Facts, facts. They definitely gas him enough to where he got, like, insane confidence, and it was a wrap from there. And Marcus Smart was, like, exceptionally awful that series. So I just go back and watch the tape. Uh, really bad. Hey, Siri, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I told y'all that. I told y'all Marcus Smart – Putting the nail in the coffin in the uh, Raptors was the worst thing that happened to the Celtics. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that uh, going next year. Because Marcus Smart, I think he thinks he's a guy now. So, we'll see how they're holding. <laughs> it's uh, going to be him or Jalen Brown. Last thing, I want to get everybody's predictions. What you going to say, Jerry? I was going to say, if we can't put this on there, where does Big Victor Oladipo go? Because, you know, he wants out of uh, Indiana. That's all I just want to speak on that. Oh, that, 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 that I'm going to put predictions on this real quick so I can chunk this up into a segment. So, uh, I'm going to go around. I'll start with you, Christian. What, what is the series going to? I know you got the Lakers winning, but. Hey, I'm I'm just say with the five, man. I think it's going to be a good series. He'd be competitive, but I'm going to stick with Lakers and five. It's been like that the whole playoffs. Dre? Lakers and six. Zach? Lakers and four. <laughs> wow. Bro, the Heat. Brother, though. He hates Jimmy Butler. <laughs> bro, the Heat are trash, bro. Like, I just really feel like. 
on another side, you know, even with Dwight again, like the Lakers won want this more. I don't think the Heat even know what's going on. Like Tyler Hero, <laughs> Tyler Hero is just like like the Heat just like the Heat just were like landed in the championship. They're like, wow, like we got here. You know what I'm saying? Like the White Howard's gonna be unhinged once again because he he's so grateful to be here, which is why the Jokic thing was annoying. But I can honestly say I'm actually happy for Dwight because, like, you can tell he really wants this. Like, he's not taking this opportunity for granted. LeBron is on that. He's ready to get back to Savannah. Bronny's smoking weed. Uh, he's ready to get <laughs> you home. You're silly, dude. <laughs> so, let's, let's, let's get it done in four. We, we got stuff to do back in L.A. He done missed a couple commercials, a movie. Space Jam. Okay. <laughs> Space Jam 2 could drop at theaters like he wanted. Nah, no doubt. Hey, I got Once the again, Lakers. his son's getting high. Sorry. <laughs> I got the Lakers in six. I want to pick the Heat just because, yeah, F y'all, but I can't do it. But I do think that Spolster will come up with some schemes to slow y'all down a couple games. And the Nuggets should have had two wins off y'all. If uh, 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 Plumlee and them didn't blow the coverage. But anyways, anyways. Uh, and, uh, and, and actually, I got a question for the panel. Back on Brian. How do you – how would y'all handle that punishment? I, I'll jump to you, Dre. Okay. The first thing is that it's none of my business. Okay, y'all. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. I wish him, his family, and LeBron James' son success, peace, and happiness. That ain't none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, answer, Dre. He Great said we answer, smoking Dre. Nuggies pack tonight, though. Cheers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, right before we get out of here, uh, Doc Rivers got fired. Uh, <laughs> I, I called it, but I called it. <laughs> I called it too. He had to go. Had to go. Yeah, is everybody cool with that decision? He was doing too much crying in the bubble for me anyway. I'm I'm understanding of the decision. Um, it makes sense, you know. It makes sense both ways, honestly. If they would have kept easy I can see them giving them an extra year to try to get it right. But also, I can see them trying to move on and him losing three one three times, the most in history ever. So I get that. Yeah, bro. Kawhi and his uncle, they might have wrecked the, the Clippers franchise. So we'll see. It could be yeah. on the That's best. the whole segment within itself. We'll talk about that. And next I think week. it's more blame we will. around. That's next week. But Doc was the easiest scapegoat, which he deserved a lot of blame, but he was just he definitely kind of got scapegoated. Like No, he did. But I mean, he hey, look, look, we'll, right, He we'll, deserves we'll, a lot of blame though. We're going to do some more next time. There's a whole lot I have on this. Also, y'all want to talk about, like, because more news is going to come out. I think Doc might end up with the Sixers. That might be a, a great match. But, uh, Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> last thing I want to talk about is the Victor Oladipo thing. I guess he wants out. Uh, quickly go around. Uh, say, do you think he'll get he'll get traded? And if so, give me two teams that you're looking at that make a great fit. Or do you think it's, like, a realistic option. Yeah. I'll go the same way I've been going. So, Christian, I'll go with you. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, what is how does Victor' contract look? I never, I didn't even. He's, uh, it's up after the next one more year. year left. One more year. Honestly, I don't. Honestly, does teams even take the chance to trade for Victor? I mean, I know this was his first year coming back. I know where he's come up injury, but. Me personally, if I'm a general manager, I don't think I'm offering a trade to get Victor. I would just wait till he's a free agent because I think he's gone regardless. So that's just me, my personal opinion. What do you think, Dre? Oh, for sure. I'm glad you came to me. Come to the Lakers, Vic. We're welcome you to open arms. 
Uh, uh, actually, a two-way guard who could actually get a bucket, you know, but that's the same with the uh, Lakers order. He's a watered-down, much, much worse Drew Holiday. But we'll take a flyer on you for Danny Green and Avery Bradley. Get a bucket. <laughs> contracts match. Expiring contracts. <laughs> Listen, don't worry about that. We don't worry about that. We can be too caught up in the semantics. Avery Bradley's a great commodity, I guess. And then uh, Danny Green can be horrible somewhere else, but not with the Lakers. But, yes, Victor, come on, come on. The Lakers will embrace you. Another good team, honestly, though, would be the Clippers as well. They made a pitch for Vic. That would honestly be a very solid fit. And they got the pieces for it, too. They got the pieces for it. So the Lakers, though, Vic, if you're listening, come with the winning squad, man. You want a tip, you know what I'm saying? You want to get them endorsements. You really want to start singing. We saw you on the Mad Singer. Come to the Fly <laughs> Land, baby. We got you. Zach, what are you thinking? Uh, off the top of my head, I think two teams that can really do it. Uh, send him back out west. I think Denver, potentially, he could be just a completely better Gary Harris. Yeah. Same style, way better. And also the uh, Jazz. I can see him playing next to Mitchell, and they're like both like co-point guards. Almost like a similar situation he had with uh, Collison, kind of, uh, over Brogdon. I'm tripping with Brogdon. And, uh, yeah. yeah Denver, Utah, would be too. Huh? I don't know if the Jazz is going to pull that trigger. I don't know if he's a great fit because I think they kind of are kind of – we have to see where this Conley thing goes. And he, I feel like he's too much of a duplicate with Donovan Mitchell. Kind of like the same thing. Like, they need more of like a legit point guard. Uh, no, no, I feel you. But I thought, I mean, I, really I like the Denver. That was, that was my number one was like if Denver could like get him, he's young enough to no, where that's he can. cold, bro. I would trade yeah. both for him, honestly. Just straight up. Like both for eight and then whatever salary you make it work. Whoa, they probably – no, but no, I'm not gonna hold you the Lakers. If they can find a way to get a guy like Vic, like if they can find a way to get one younger star, they'll be able to bridge this LeBron gap. They can, so they, can. Can. they have a max they have a max slot, but the problem is Vic's not a free agent. What about what what about Portland? Portland but the thing with Portland is they're already committed to CJ and Dane. So it's like you can't have a third short dude. That's the problem they had with uh Gary Trent. Gary Trent was cooping, but he's just too small to play the three. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Denver is probably they need the, Al Horford. Denver's probably the most easy, the easiest fit in terms of like assets and everything. And it's a team that will take the risk because he'll resign because he'll be winning. Uh but a couple other teams I had circled was the Sixers. The Sixers. All right. Well the Sixers have the pieces to trade for Vic. I think they might do it because Elton Brand plays it like his 2K. I mean, he's a, he's a right. 2K GM. So, right. you know, he's already making phone calls. And then, uh, yeah, Milwaukee. But Milwaukee's the most obvious, like, they're going to try to make it happen because, look, they're trying to keep Giannis. So, they're going to probably throw in, like, a lot of – they'll, they'll, they'll mortgage their future for Victor Lodipo, for sure. So, I, I look out for them to be trying to trade Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, some first, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good trade, bro. Anyway, hey, Vic, come to the Lakers. Zach Levine, we've been eyeballing you too. You can come to the Lakers as well. That's gonna do it for the League of NBA Pod. Catch us on our post game when we break down the Tory Lanes beef. Uh, <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> this story keeps evolving every time. I say they joking. <laughs> the story gets crazy. Uh, yeah, it's been the League of NBA Pod. Follow us on Twitter at the League of NBA Pod, Instagram, Facebook. All by the same name. Uh, and Bronny, I got gas. Hit me up. If you're ever in KC, Bronny, 
Name my line. For the visuals, check us out at the Rise Network. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's gonna wrap it up. We'll see you guys soon. Like it in three. Let's go.